Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. That's right. Six Ten Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you tonight. Been with you the last few weeks, last couple months. Christopher Tenpenny with you as well. And I tweeted earlier today. It's a little bit of a sneak peek. I wanted you people to know that I would not be doing this show alone. And eventually, I'm sure that my voice will phase out, and the voice you hear soon will phase in. I am now being able to tell you all that I am joined. By this man to my left. Let the people know how you're feeling. What's up, Dust man? Not much, Beak. Welcome back, man. Dirty Welcome girl. back. That's right. Been a while. Had some time off. People were asking me, you know, where's Binkley? Did Binkley go and get to the draft early? Is he is he somewhere looking for for combine players? Is he is he breaking the Tyreek Hill story? Is he is he looking for a home for the honey badger? What's Binkley doing? I said Binkley's just taking some time off, getting his mind right, and what a better time. For you to come back and join us uh, in studio and have uh, your show back, I get I get to bring it all up here for you know the first segment, and then after this we'll 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 hand the keys over to you. I appreciate you letting all of us uh, fill in for you, hold the keys to the car. I think I did a good job of keeping it on the road. There's a couple times I might have swerved. Uh, you know I've been really big on getting DK Metcalf here. I wanted Brett Veach to do the which is sm- a brilliant idea. I thought so. I, I, I figured I had your backing on it. Some 100%. people, some people didn't didn't care for it. I will say this, Binkley. I've I've never worked with somebody, and I, I mean this, uh, and I, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I've never worked with somebody who I truly, honestly think has an impact when it comes to sports, when it comes to sports knowledge, and and honestly, a, a following quite like you do when it comes to your niche. Now there are people that listen to Carrington every day because of what Carrington might say about, you know, the latest trends or the latest sports topic or how hard he thought Will Smith really slapped Chris Rock. There's people <laughs> listening to Bob Fesco to see that what he's awesome, going to say. It was good. What Bob Fesco is going to say, you know, crazy wise. Every I can't I can't emphasize this enough. Every single day that I was in here doing bink at nights and telling everybody that you'd be back, you'd be back and all these people, "Oh, werewolf, you're lying. You don't know what you're talking about." Now I have proof. You're here. Yep. Um, again, I'm not going to get into details on, you know, everything, but I know that you took some time off, got your mind right, got your body right. And, you know, you just wanted a little bit of time off before we hit mock draft season. Uh, you've already got a couple of those out. We got Tyreek Hill leaving the chiefs. You got Juju Smith Schuster, uh, on the chiefs. 
Uh, you got MVS season now in Kansas City. Jay Binkley, um, floor is yours, man. Welcome back to Kansas City Sports Radio. First of all, thanks. I, I listen to uh, a lot of your shows, Dusty. I always like listening to you. you you've been a, my friend here since the beginning, and it's good stuff, but I, I took some time off because the Chiefs lost. Like, I could not handle yeah. it very well. So <laughs> I figured two months was good for the Bengals' loss. I, mean, yeah. I, I couldn't deal with it. I had to, uh, you know, live in a van down by the river. Well, if you uh, don't believe me, because you never take vacations. No, I never do. And I told people, I'm like, this Jay's loss drove me to like, it. Jay's taking vacay. He's taking time off. I was like, you know, a lot of people don't realize you more than me. Like, there's a lot of hours behind the microphone that that you don't hear that you put towards a season. And and here we are. You know, you think about it. You're like, oh, it's only 16 weeks, and then there's a couple weeks of playoffs, mm-hmm. and then you guys are done. You do you know, three hours on Sunday and two hours on Wednesday night. It's like, no, 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 no. Like that phone never goes away. Like there's nothing more depressing than, than following sports than seeing your screen time was up 27% this week. You know, so. it was one of those things, all these moves the chiefs are doing like, ah, oh, let me back. Let me right, back. No, right. but I had some, I mean, I just be transparent. I'll be honest with everything. I had yeah. some heart issues. Yeah. And a big shout out to St. Luke's, uh, uh, Dr. Grant about there and the, the the great people I had uh, there working. Emily was one of them too, the one of the nurses. But uh, they got me back in the form. And man, <laughs> this is back when the Olympics. That, that's how far yeah. back. There's nothing to watch. And our, I don't know if you're. You, and I watched a hell of a lot of NFL Network, and I've already put yeah. out two mocks because I can't can, do a lot. But I did that. You can pun on this, but you told me an interesting story because I think a lot of times this happens to to you guys. I'm I'm nobody, so nobody that's ever asked true. me that's anything not true. in public. But Binkley was telling Chris Binkley was telling me a story that when he was in like recovery, like the doctors were like, "Hey, by the way, I got a question. I know this isn't professional, but what do you think about the Chiefs?" And he's like, "I was talking Chiefs. They don't put you all the way out for some of these procedures. You're kind of drifting in and out. How it goes, Chris? I mean, sometimes I did. I went out, and sometimes I didn't. And sometimes I let them know because they." I'd start talking Chiefs with them. You know, they were having a conversation. That's so, so awesome. Just joined in with it. Like, I've talked Chiefs in weird situations. <laughs> like, that time I was going to the men's clinic. Yeah. And they were, uh, you know, doing the, that kind of stuff. And he asked me about the uh, Chiefs running back situation or something. Like, I've talked Chiefs in weird situations, but that was – this is one of the weirdest. And I appreciate it. That's how, that's how big of fans these, the, the people in Kansas City are. They knew I mean, the best way of how to make it go by as easy as it could in the situation was just get them talking Chiefs, get uh, being talking Chiefs, and it'll be all right. Just, just kind of relax the situation. But man, I tell you, Dusty, these these moves, man. I mean, the NFL went nuts, and don't don't think for a second right that I didn't sit there and watch. So I, I, I didn't yeah. have anything else to do but watch NFL Network and everything. So, so, dude, I was going, I was going nuts. I went on that with our sister stations a little bit, Buffalo and all that, talking about these moves, but the. This has been the best offseason, man. And I will never forget. You better be careful because you're gonna you got all these people that love you on the text line right now. You're gonna piss people off when you tell them it's been an awesome offseason. And we're gonna get into it because I'm not a doctor. Okay. Well, we're gonna get your I opinions. mean in the, in the NFL as a whole. I mean, it's just captivating. The NFL has been fun. Yeah. Ever since when Tom Brady says he's coming back and all these moves and the Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean awesome as well if, if your favorite player got moved or whatever, but just the whole NFL is so captivating. And you know what? You know when you really find when there's nothing else to do. And the NFL literally keeps you busy every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously. Because like, I was actually at that point where I couldn't do really anything. And yet the NFL news was just something every day. Like, it's amazing that sport, when you look at it that from perspective, when you can't go do this and you can't go do that. And yet you get all this news every single day. It's unbelievable uh, just how powerful the NFL is and how it keeps you going every single day with all the, the moves 
uh, that were done. And I, I do like some of the moves from the Chiefs offseason. I okay. love the fact they have 12 picks in the draft. But, yeah, the NFL kept you really busy. So I had a lot of time to, so let's to sit down and watch that. Okay, so we got some time here in the first segment. Let's let's get into the Chiefs moves. And then, and then I'm going to ask you about Brady to Miami. Right, because everyone's saying fake news or it's real or maybe there's a spot, there's a possibility. So let's. Is this start. a Will Smith didn't really slap uh, Chris Rock type nah, he, conspiracy? Nah, he slapped the hell out. Oh, of Oh yeah, man. he did. I'm just I, asking. I, I don't know who is who still has these theories that it was set up. He if, if it was fake, that was the the realest fake slap you've ever seen. Now, Bing, I'm just I, saying you get that sometimes, you know. I I, I don't know. I've I mean, that was been, a real I've slap. Never been slapped in the face. Oh, he did. He said, keep that man's keep that wife out of his mouth. Um, okay, so I ask you this. We start with move number one. Uh, Tyree Kill getting traded. Binkley's raw emotional thoughts on Tyree Kill being traded by the Chiefs and not getting that contract. Well, first of all, the first reaction is, ah, oh, man, not, not Tyree Kill. He's the game changer. I mean, you can't replicate that. Right. I mean, his speed is game changing. But then when you think about, as I've said oftentimes, the NFL is such a business. It really is. And... This is what other teams had to do. They, the Patriots have done this. The Colts have done this. I go back to the Colts. Right. They get rid of Edron James. And people are like, what are they doing? And then they draft Joseph Adai, and they win the Super Bowl. LSU, right? Yeah, they had, yeah. They had never. I mean, they had Edron James. They had Edge. He was the top running back in the NFL. They get rid of him. Joseph Adai comes in, they win. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hate to see it, but then you think about the almost $30 million in cap savings with that yeah. contract, the five. You think about the future. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the future of this football team going forward? Because nobody gets younger. Father time is undefeated. Sure, yeah. yeah, right now he's still in his prime, Tyreek is. And I think he's one of the, the top three receivers in the NFL. He'll definitely go to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a player transition more than I've seen Tyreek Hill and Jared Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Allen was drafted as a long stamper from Idaho State. And then he was hog time. And it becomes, you know, and it becomes yeah. a serious pass rusher in the NFL. Right. And Tyreek Hill... Drafted. I know Miami's talking about using him as, as a running back, a little bit hybrid. I think they'll yeah. they'll adjust to that, not wanting to get hit as much. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the Chiefs wanted to do that eventually sure. in the beginning with Tyreek Hill, like a Debo Samuel type rule. But in the NFL is a running back. Mm-hmm. He's running back slash wide receiver. But he had yeah. to learn how to be a wide receiver. And what he did this year, with, you know, with the deep safeties and the cover two, he transitioned to an all around receiver that will help him. You know, in the in the future. So I saw this transition. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the first day of training camp. It's like he was just everybody up there's fast, mm-hmm. but he was faster than fast. Right. Like he was by far and away the fast. I've always enjoyed watching him play. Like I've loved to see his progression mm-hmm. in, in the way he's become as a receiver. And so it was like, yeah, man, this sucks because I've seen this guy grow and everything. But I understand it. I understand the business side of it with getting the twelve picks and right. saving on the cap money because the cap. As many people say, the cap's a myth. It's not a myth. No. Now we move on. You you get rid of a receiver. You've got to replace one. Uh, they didn't do it with just one. They've done it with two. Um, they've done it with MVS, and then they did it with the splash name, which was Juju Smith-Schuster, mm. which was a guy that for years, this is how you know you and I have had a long-lasting relationship, for years we always said, well, they took Passigno over Juju, and now they've got Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. but yet now they need a pass rusher. Yeah. Um, so you hear about Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS coming to the Chiefs. What does that thought process go into your mind when you think about the height, for one, and then maybe just still a lot of people forget that MVS, 4-3-5? Yeah, I like Juju a ton. I remember last year, Carrington was doing series on different free agents. Oh, and yeah. He said, bring in Juju. And then all of a sudden, the Chiefs actually wanted him. <laughs> like Andy Reid sent him pictures of Lombardi and everything. I was like, oh. yeah. Like, Juju would have been perfect in his office. He could play outside. He could play. And he's tough, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the toughness factor. People forget 
He's the one that put Vontez Burfecht straight down. Vontez Burfecht had He's only stucky. taunted the Steelers mm-hmm. by just late hits and whatever. He'd haunted them. Juju laid him out. Big he time. was down on the field for, for a time. But Juju was a tough guy. I like the uh, addition of Juju. I like the fact the Chiefs are getting bigger, stronger, and better blocking. Because right. he's a good blocker. MVS is a great blocker. Very underrated blocker. In the last two years, he's been uh, second in the NFL in yards per reception with that blazing 4-3-6 sp- speed, as you said. Yeah. But he's still fast. He brings that fast. And he's 6-4. Yeah. Like, that's the one tool the Chiefs haven't had. You know, in the oh, toolbox yeah. is that 6-4 wide receiver. They have guys playing bigger. Tyreek Hill played bigger than his height, but he's, you know, 6 of 4. Juju a little bit smaller at 6'1", yeah. but he's, he's, he's built, though. He's, you know, 250 He's not pounds. afraid to run inside, either. No. He, I mean, obviously, he got him hurt last year, but, I mean, he's the kind of guy that if you need that tough six yards over the middle, boom. Here's the one thing I think of the screen game with the Chiefs. Yeah. They have wide receivers that are willing to stick their A lot of like Sammy Watkins. I know mm. people miss Sammy because he was a tough guy. Big time. Sammy Watkins didn't mind. Was when, he tough? Because he was always hurt. Well, when he wasn't hurt. Yeah, true. Put this when Stephon Gilmore got uh, a defensive player of the year in the NFL. Remember that a couple years ago? 18, yeah, I think was, yeah. Speaking of him, though, you know his name's linked. But you know, but you know who they put the, when they played the Patriots in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Gilmore shadowed Watkins. Yeah. That shows you how Belichick kind of valued how good Sammy Watkins was. Because he had Gilmore on the whole time. They ended up mixing it up just a little bit. But they need that guy to stick her head. When he's healthy, he was willing to block and do the uh, the small things. And I look at this receiver group. Yeah. Still have him go wide and wide receiver in the first round because this is still a year to do it. And I think they need to do it because it's the uh, identity of who the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is a skilled, fast team offensively. And they need to keep replenishing that. So then you get rid of Tyron Matthew. There's no Tyron Matthew honey badger on this team, which... We all remember when that news broke. Who was who was doing the show that night? You were doing, I was going to say it. You were, yeah. you were you and I were together. That's right. And they cut the promo. Because and then remember every, the whole open of the show was oh, like, everybody's yeah. mad because the Chiefs aren't doing anything. Oh yeah, and then every, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, "Where are the Chiefs going to do something? Where are the Chiefs going to do?" Just open the floodgates because here Frank Clark came later on. Oh, yeah. And I was telling people about that. I was like, "If you know Veach, it's always like a late arrival. Party starts at seven. He gets there at nine. He's had a few suds. Then the party begins to get a little bit better. And uh, that's kind of how the the Tyron Matthew thing was." Now, obviously, the Justin Reed thing happened first uh, before anything. They replaced the safety, and then they got another safety that kind of slid under the radar because oh, of the Tyreek. Yeah, the Tyreek news. <laughs> I like his like, personality, though. Right. I like his personality. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, what's up? Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, oh he was great. So yeah. they make they make the offensive adjustments. They make the defensive adjustments. And now, you know, our, our friend Nate Taylor writes an article about how Andy Reid all of a sudden has changed the dynamics of this team to where it's like, we're not just going to get into a track meet with you. We're going to be quick, but we're also going to kick your ass because they're going to be physical, tough, big. And that's what it seems like Andy Reid's moving into. And with Justin Reid, defensive side, that's a guy that lays the wood as well because he's a hard hitter. He's a big, strong safety. He's a hitter. And, they're, and they're, they're making room for that on this team. Yeah, he's a hitter. And he play. And Deion Bush, by the way, he does a little bit of like kind of honey badger. And I understand he's not going to be a yeah. star. He only started with two games with the Bears. Sure. But he's proficient. He had a ton of snaps in the slot, ton on the outside. They'll move him around. That's kind of the new age safe. Tyron Matthew kind of created this. Mm-hmm. Where teams are doing this in the NFL with the safety, they can play box safety, play up linebacker if you want him to, play in the slot, play in outside. But he's kind of like that. But I like Justin Reed as far as how he hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the physicality because this defense started making that switch a little bit. They got a little bit nasty when Melvin Ingram got here. Mm-hmm. You saw that. Got Big a little time bit nasty. nasty. Yeah, they got a little bit nasty. Got a little personality. Yeah. Got a little. Uh, Stop giving up points. Yeah, got a little. Got a little mad. Got a little yeah. Will Smith in them. You know. Okay. That's that's going to happen tonight. Hey, Binkley, I know we, we ran a little long this first thing. We come back. There's another guy. It's not football. We're, we're football all night. But this next topic, you know who's going to play third base on opening day. You're wearing a Royals hat. 
We've tweeted out that you're back. But one thing you got to realize, man, is that we are literally nine days away mm. from Bobby Witt Jr. season. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And welcome back to Vegas Night. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Chris Tenpenny running the operation. Think these Chiefs players are excited to come to the kingdom? They want to run out of tunnel. They well, want praise. The, they all have the same. They have the same thought process. They all want to win a championship. Juju doesn't have one. Wants one. Doesn't have one. Needs one. But he doesn't have one. Best place to get one? Kansas City. He's Patrick got pictures Mahomes. of them, but he does. And I thought the thing with Juju was great. I thought that, you know, the signing of him was good. I thought what he did last year, I get it. Uh, with with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a lot of people are like, oh, Andy Reid's sending pictures of the trophy and all this. And it's like, maybe we underestimate the value of loyalty with Juju Smith-Schuster. Tomlin, Roethlisberger, that's all he really ever knew in the NFL. And he knew it was Big Ben's last year. So ride it out with your quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, whether you like him or not. He is loyal. He is. And Juju stuck with him. And then as soon as Ben Roethlisberger made his swan song and it was over, then it was like, okay, we got to go play the Chiefs in the playoffs. And the Chiefs beat their ass, put up what? What was it? They put up 24 points in 10 minutes or something like that. It was like an NFL record, 10 minutes and 13 seconds. Yeah, Mahomes went nuts. And then Juju was like, okay, okay, maybe I'll go play with that guy next year. And that's exactly what's happening. So, you know, I dig it. I'm fine with it. You got to replace Tyreek Hill. You're obviously not going to do that with Juju Smith-Schuster or MVS, but – you know, two plus, you know, two equals one in this situation. So, And the one thing they did is you have to look at what the Chiefs did. Who, who did they want last year in the offseason? They clearly wanted Juju, right? Yeah. They're sending pictures of Lombardi. They wanted Juju. Who else they want? They wanted Melvin Ingram. Yep. They ended up getting Melvin Ingram at the traded line. They didn't end up getting Juju till this year. Yeah. But, but think about this. kind of shows you the Chiefs and what they how they see the roster. Yeah. They knew they were missing two pieces. They right. knew they were missing. Yeah, they got by with Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and all that. Are you glad but that they really over? were? But they really wanted Juju. I mean, that's I mean, they put a Andy Reid doesn't send pictures to everybody. He doesn't of Lombardi. 
And he doesn't do that, and he doesn't get involved. Certain in people do send picks to everybody, but Andy Reid's a more like zone-in guy. But he doesn't do it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he's interested in him. You knew Veach was. And then Melvin Ingram's a guy they really wanted because he didn't mm-hmm. make a ton of visits, but he did visit Kansas City, ultimately signs with Pittsburgh with different incentives and whatnot that he had and ends up in Kansas City. But that showed you kind of what they needed. You think they he need stays an edge rusher and need a number two. You think they're just waiting and waiting and waiting because they can get him cheaper the longer it goes? He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's at that point now, you might as well skip OTA's minicamp and end up with the, you know, Honey Badger could be right. the same way where he ends up somewhere. Well, he's after in Louisiana OTA's doing minicamp. prep talks right He's at now. LSU talking with Brian <laughs> Kelly. I do declare. Oh, man, yeah, he did uh, He did change his accent. But anyways, uh, so opening day is going to have a new future at third base, right? You know, I like it. Uh, this whole Bobby Witt, and I know that you've Cannot been. Cannot wait. You've been on the Bobby Witt Jr. Two years now. Term. I was on the uh, Whit Merrifield bandwagon for a long time, mm-hmm. if you remember back in the day when he was just a. If they'd have listened to you, we'd still have shot him But you've been a Bobby Witt Jr. fan since the minute they drafted him. There's yeah. no question about that. And how much you, you follow. And you and I both love watching the Royals. We like sure. one of the games. We we call home runs with our guy Vern. And it's almost nacho season. We, we played all year. And even during the pandemic, it gave us something to do is call the home runs because mm-hmm. we couldn't go to the games or anything else. So we enjoy that. But I always say this. All right. Take every Royal, mm-hmm. every Chief. You can include Andy Reid in that. Mm-hmm. You can include Matheny, whatever you want. And take every sporting player. Yeah. And you've got all these Truman Sports Complex. And every, every player's got their own table. Mm-hmm. Who's got the longest line for autographs? Clearly, right. it's been Mahomes. Sure. Andy Reid, I think, probably got a few. Andy Reid's. But why line. do you need Andy Reid's autograph? But you get one. I don't know. But if he, I was into Andy, Andy Reid, I'd make him a hamburger and have him try it to see what he thought about it. Is it Mahomes and Witt? With the Bobby Witt Jr.? Because I keep saying Witt, but to, let's just go Bobby. I think Kelsey'd have a little bit of competition in that in that regard, but I think the two longest lines right now, I don't I just don't honestly know how locked in people are with baseball. And like, what's coming for them at third? Because like, here's the question I get: Hosmer a lot and because, those guys were rock stars, right? We and heard I the story that, about I think the Bobby Beaver Wood concert. Junior could be a rock star, yeah, and we well. always remember the story about the Beaver concert where they where Gordon sent Hosmer out oh, yeah. to to be like the de facto and like the crowd where everybody would be like, oh my gosh. But the thing I bring up, Binkley, that a lot of people seem to give me a lot of crap for, which I think is interesting, is they say, "What makes you think Bobby Wood Junior makes it, unlike these other prospects that we were supposed to have that were supposed to be great, a la?" Alex Gordon, uh, uh, Adalberto Montesi, or at the time was Raul Montesi Jr., and I, I try to tell them, and this is where there's always these great comparisons between he and Patrick Mahomes so early. Now, I've, I've told people before, if he wants to have the MVP-type season that Patrick Mahomes had to have that type of splash league-wide, he'd have to be, like, something astronomical. He'd have to hit, like, 291, have, like, 42 home runs, 120 RBIs. That's the type of baseball season I think mirrors the type of football season that Mahomes had in his first year as a starter where he threw, what, 14 touchdowns in three games at 1,000 yards and was already the MVP by week three. Now, Bobby Bobby Witt Jr. in this situation, the reason I compare the two is because Mahomes was never once starstruck the minute he stepped into a stadium, stepped into a locker room, talked to the media his whole, not his whole life, but basically started in his midway through high school, he was given... Like the runaround of, hey, here's what the media is going to ask you after a game like you had just had. They're going to ask you these questions. We met A-Rod when he was a kid. Right. And he was seven years old when he sees Alex Rodriguez for the first time. Same thing applies to Bobby Witt Jr. His dad was a professional athlete. He brought him around. He knows what it's like in locker rooms. And all of the video that you're seeing before the actual action happens is just enough proof to know that it's going to develop in the big leagues because all those other things – that are distractions or are negative things that happen to these athletes that maybe don't make it the way they should, 
Um, because that was the thing last year. They thought, well, what if they bring up Bobby Witt Jr. and he strikes out in his first, you know, seven times in his first ten batting or first ten plate appearances? And then what if he's, you know, hitting below 100 and he has to get sent back down? What's that going to do to his ego? None of that matters because the ego that he has isn't like the ego that these guys have that are, you know, high school draft, you know, gets drafted at 18, makes the league when he's 20, gets up to the league and realizes, okay, all these guys are really, really good. Bobby Wood Jr., every single level has been successful. When the cameras get on him, there's none of this, like, scared tactics where you're like, oh, I don't know if he's going to make it. And the bat speed's there. The length is there on the home runs. The defense is there. The speeds are there. And our guy, Rusty Koontz, who's the most humble, calm, non-explosive saying thing ever goes, he's got the same tool belt as Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, and you start hearing he's better defensively <laughs> than the yeah. Or Nick Prado who's got right. that too. Nick because they're coming up like Moose and Haas. Right. And they get Prado and they're the cornerstones. You get the score. But here's the one thing about Bobby Wood Jr. that I like. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's not as much pressure here. It's not as like coming up when 14 and 15 with the Royals. Yeah. Like they were expected to win. When you got called up like Brett Eibner and stuff like that and Witt, you were expected to be good. Right. The team was good. And they had expectations on you of what you'd be. It's been a little bit different because you know they've struggled to wins right. and everything as of late. I like this, the fact that the Royals, I, I know that you look at it and say, well, they only had 74 wins. Yeah, that, but you know what? That's good because it puts less pressure on a Bobby Wood Jr. than coming right into sure. a situation because now it's takeoff time. Now we have expectations right. for the Royals. But not a lot, not all the pressure would be on him if they say they went to Game 7 of the World Series and they're trying to get back there. Then everybody would be looking at Bobby Wood Jr. differently. Yeah. And yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. You still want to see all the production and everything with him, but sure. the day-to-day pressure is not there as it would be if the Royals and were in the playoffs last year. The other thing, too, is that like this was always the year that Vern would talk about on postgame. Like, you know, 2022, that's the year they turn the corner. That's the year things get serious. The pitching staff is being developed. They go get our guy, Zach Grinky, who we love getting postgame audio for because he's just you never quit, quite know what what's on Grinky's mind. But the thing about this team this year with Bobby Witt Jr. is that no one really has seen any pro at bats. No one's ever really seen anything. And what we saw last year, the most, I guess, proof in the pudding, you could say it, I guess, if you want to get cliche, is that every single athlete on the major league roster was tweeting how good Bobby Witt Jr. was. Whit Merrifield was tweeting how good he was. Hunter Dozier was calling him a man. Uh, Sal Perez was even getting in on the action, saying that Bobby Witt Jr. is the truth. Doesn't make the opening day roster. Never plays on the opening or on the major league roster last year. We just get teased all year in double A and single A and and triple A. And it seemed that the only type of uh, adversity he faced was when he went from single A to double A. And there was like this little bitty like struggle. And everybody's like, well, this is the problem. If you were to do this in the big leagues, what would it change? And what would and, it, and we what we noticed was nothing changed. He got better. And then he went to triple A. And then he and Prado went back and forth as Bash Brothers. And I think that's what everybody's waiting for next is he and Prado. It's like the temptation of Mahomes. You sure. know how good this guy is you watch in, him in, in, in minor leagues? Yeah. And then Mahomes, you see how good he is. There's stories of Mahomes, like up at training camp, sure. 17, was doing some things he's never seen right. before. And Brett Beach would run off to the dorms to watch the film because he's you know, watching the first stringers and second. Yeah. But we'd go back and watch what he was doing to the scout team. And they saw him every day. Guys like Tom Lee and Derek Johnson would talk about mm-hmm. how Mahomes is going out and just schooling defense. Sure. And that's the other thing, too, is that like. And then the temptation to play him, because they did play him against the Broncos and he wins. But man, next year he wins MVP. Right. It's not like his skill was not much only, different the year before. And not only do they play him against the Broncos, they put him in, took him out, yeah. and then put him back in to go get a field goal winning drive. Because Tyler Brake kept fumbling. Yes. And he made Albert Wilson a lot of money with 10 for 142. No, he's on the milk card. And you know, we don't know where Albert Wilson is. So. so the bottom line is, it was that temptation. It was that temptation. What you have, 
and you get that excitement. Same thing with Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up next, though, the Kansas City Chiefs and their new-look offense, because I think this offense will look a little bit differently than what you're used to. We discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Big night, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, the Dirty Werewolf. Ow! Right. Christopher Tenpenny. Remember what I used to do when I called you? I do the old wolf owl. Yeah. And then it, it, it was sounded like somebody you, was you, you like ripping in. someone's head off after they. Uh, at, yeah. And then just wait, we'll get. Uh... This is what I used to do to call you out, yeah. and then you'd call in. It's like the bat signal. Here's the guy eating it. It just it just gets, gets it gets very it gets very dark very fast. <laughs> that's, that's the dirty werewolf. Man, we have a lot of fun. Mark Ross, from NFL Network, uh, joins us at seven thirty live. Mark Ross, former uh, two time uh, Super Bowl champion, is a front office guy. So, talk about some of these Chiefs moves uh, from a front office perspective. Yeah, we've heard a lot from the players' perspective and former players' perspective on NFL Network. But how about getting? perspective from somebody that used to go watch guys at the combine at the pro day and everything else what do you think about the Kansas City Chiefs I'll do the mock uh, 2.0 coming up at seven o'clock 1.0 I wouldn't uh, I was still <laughs> on the men but I still put it out turned it out because of course does the mm-hmm. you can't keep me away from mock especially we got 12 picks I say I had to redo 2.0. one I had to redo one because yeah. one's pointless because well, you and then you got 12 picks it's like you gotta do it again because they have two first round two second round two third round two fourth round. like the drafts can be fun this year did you ever have them taking a safety with their first pick yeah, uh, no, uh, I had no. wide receiver. Okay. In the two mocks, I've had wide receiver. Okay. 
It doesn't mean they're not going to go safety at some point. Where can they find your mock draft? And I have it at uh, 610sports.com. Okay. And I have no problem with them taking in their safety at some point because the safety class is deep. They got three year. on the active roster right now. You know what? You can't have enough. Dan, Dirty Dan's did with the New Orleans. You need another Dirty Dan, right? Well, I'm. are you shocked that Dan Sorensen got a contract before yeah. Tyron Matthew? Yeah. Maybe yes, a little bit, are. but uh, Tyron Matthew bit. wants a little bit more money than Dan Sorensen. Yeah. And with the Saints, too. That's Tyron's uh, backyard. Well, and there's a lot of division teams, uh, uh, What do you, I guess, uh, promoting Tyron Matthew to come to their team. Max Crosby did for the Raiders. Chargers did. Uh, they they had some uh, tweets or some uh, maybe some DMs to Tyron Matthew as well. But Everybody wants him. I, yeah, not really. The players do. I mean. Apparently not. Like the front office people don't want him. Then they should chip in, right? And he's only thirty. You want to give a, some of your salary to how much video is how much video is out there that he's not able to do what he used to do? A little bit. I think it comes is, down to business decisions. Is, it, man. is, is going vertical an issue with the? I, I still think he's a good piece for some team that's. You know, like the Bengals or something, even though they have Jesse Bates, but a piece to the mm. puzzle, uh, so to speak. But I think the Chiefs offense will look different with uh, some of these pieces they're going with. And, you know, I'm not saying they're they're not going to be the same team that scores a lot of points. I think they're just going to do it in a different fashion. Here was James Palmer earlier, and something I'm kind of talking about here with the Chiefs' new-look offense, James Palmer, NFL Net. You know, Ronald Jones, who's another one of these new skill position players coming in at the running back spot from Tampa Bay, maybe said it best. There's guys everywhere. There's talent everywhere, and it's going to be spread around. That's a different thought process than what we've seen in Kansas City over the last several years. Every day in practice, it has been a constant work on how do we find different ways to get Tyreek Hill the ball? How do we find different ways to get Travis Kelsey the ball? Now, Jeff, it almost has the appearance of... Patrick Mahomes is going to distribute the football to whoever's open. When you add Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody who's different than the other receivers that are in that room, that is a bigger guy, a physical guy, has great hands, works different spots in the field. They've been after him for two years, and now they bring him in. Marquez Valdez-Scantley comes in. We know he's a speedster. We know that Andy Reid loves speed. And we know that since 2019, 18.5 yards a catch is a massive number. It's mm. number one. But he was brought in, to my understanding, wasn't told, you're going to fill the Tyreek Hill role. You're going to fill your own role. And then they also saw that they could use McCole Hardman in the second half of the season, Jeff, maybe in a little bit of different ways, right? Finding the way to get the ball into his hands quickly and then maybe having him make plays out in space. It just looks like it has a different feel, and we know Andrew Reid can adjust, than what we've seen in the past in Kansas City. Yeah, well, one thing is I love the way they used Hardman. They found a way to use McCole Hardman. Let's not, let's not sit here and make these comparisons to Debo Samuel like I've heard before with Hardman. It's much different size, a couple inches in height and about 30 pounds in weight. That's the difference. Who John those. Lynch clarified today is not in the trade conversation. No. And they're going to have a bunch of, they're going to have like almost Chalk 60 million in surprise. cap space next year when they get to re-up Bosa and Debo, but they're going to keep him and everything's going to be fine. But I look at these guys, they're tough guys. Now, this defense, we've talked about the kind of the switch, getting some little bit of nastiness mm -hmm. with what Ingram brought in. This offensive line brings that nasty. They mm -hmm. do. Like, Trey Smith and these guys like to punish you and hurt you. Mm -hmm. Creed Humphrey likes to punish you and hurt you. Yeah. This offensive line, not only do they do a nice job blocking, but they finish blocks as well, and they pancake people, put them to the ground. Mm -hmm. And they developed a little bit of an attitude. But I think with some of these guys, they're bringing in, like, MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster, you bring in a little bit of toughness, too, because when you're, when you're playing those guys, your head's always got to be in a swivel because you don't know what Juju's going to do because he will try to go plant you. And it's one thing to do is bring in toughness. Now, they'll draft a wide receiver. And I don't think you can count on Jamar Chase-type production unless you go up to, like, pick five where he was taken uh -huh. or Justin Jefferson and immediately come to the NFL and their number one receivers. Sure. I don't think you're going to see that. Could you see a number three this year with whoever they draft and then develop into number one or two? Maybe so. Remember Tyreek Hill? When he, when he first got here, he was Swiss Army Knight. 
Right. I mean, they used him in the return game. Return used him a little bit at runbacks. And then they started what Andy Reid used to say, increasing his package mm-hmm. each week for Tyree Kill because that's what he was doing. He was developing into this. I could see a third wide receiver doing it. But I think the screen game becomes evident. With the way the Chiefs receivers are blockers, I mean, think about the amount of screens and how they like to go in the screen game towards the end of the year. I think that'll be huge with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know Ronald Jones, he's not caught the ball as much as what you'd want. He's a good runner, mm-hmm. a hard runner. Not a good blocker. He started to improve a little bit with Bruce yeah. Arians. Uh, but that'll be a part of it. I still think the Chiefs either draft a running back or bring back McKinnon. I don't think they're going to be satisfied with just Gore and uh, – because guys get hurt all the time. Gore and uh, Clyde yeah. and uh, and Ronald Jones. I do like the low-key pickup, though. But this offensive line, it's not the same. I mean, they used to be more of a finesse group. They're mm-hmm. more of a you know stout knocking to the ground. Now there was guys that were just technicians like Mitch Schwartz. They'll put you on the ground anytime. But then the rest of them, a little bit different, a little bit different in the attitude. And I noticed a dis- different attitude with the Chiefs offensive line. But these receivers, they bring it in. Scanlon's a very good blocker. Like, that's one of his things in Green Bay. It, Devontae Adams was the man. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the one getting the bulk of the catches, you know, that doing fantasy. Mm-hmm. So it's a different situation with him. Mm-hmm. And you always have to look at what situation you're in. I see high school athletes well, all the time. Aaron Jones that offense, too. Yeah, I see high school athletes all the time that, like, never throw the football. These quarterbacks and these receivers never get it, but yet they go to big-time Division One programs with hardly any stats. You know why? Because the recruiters look at them and say, well, I'm looking at the offense they're in. Yeah. They had a quarterback that couldn't throw the football. That's sure. why he didn't have more than 15 like Kelsey catches. in high school. Or he's a good quarterback, but he didn't right. have anybody to throw to. So I came up with the theory that I think what they're going to do is they're just going to go four wide, maybe five wide. I don't know if they'll go five wide because they're going to leave him unprotected and running, running back-wise. But I think they're going to go four wide, and they're going to keep Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards-Alaire back there most of the game. And I think Mahomes is just going to throw the ball 30 to 35 times a game, and they're going to say – to the other team, it's a track meet, keep up. That's how we're going to play this year. And if you've noticed, which I know you have, in the past it seems that Andy Reid and Brett Veach are always about one to one and a half years ahead of everybody else. Chiefs developed this offense that no one else had really played, you know, that style of offense, like almost like a zone offense, like go to a space and then come up with your option. Whereas like before, your routes were optioned-wise, whereas like, before you had three ways to run a route, you picked one judging by the defense. The Chiefs were like, go find a space, and then Mahomes will find you. Then everybody started to get their offense. Like the Chiefs had Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. They built their three around those, their offense around those three guys. And everybody else kind of followed suit. And then the Chargers caught up to you. And then the Bengals caught up to you. And then the Bills started doing it. The Bills go out and get Stephon Diggs and realize that's what they needed to make their offense a little bit more explosive. And then Brett Veach said, okay, we won a Super Bowl. We went back to the Super Bowl, but we lost because our offensive line couldn't give our quarterback enough time to throw. And what blew up in Brett Veach's mind was our quarterback is the best quarterback in football. It doesn't matter if he has the best or the second best wide receiver in football. It doesn't matter if he has the best tight end or the second best tight end in football. It surely helps to have those guys on your team, just like it would with any team. But you don't necessarily need those guys. What you need is a lot of middle-of-the-pack to upper-pack guys that can do their job, who are physical and fast enough in this offense to just keep running. And basically what they're going to do, the way I looked at it, was they're going to run a four-guard offense with one center in their offense like you would in college basketball. And they're just going to spread the floor. And whether you keep up, that's up to you. And if you can't, you'll get left in the dust and you're going to lose 
38 to 14, and they're going to try to force your defense to make mistakes that then puts pressure on your offense to make mistakes. And I think that's where the Chiefs are going. They built their offensive line around the number one asset on this team for the next 10 years. They know that if Mahomes has time to throw, he can find anybody. One thing is they can still go deep with MVS. Sure. There was a time in late November, he had the fastest time running the football. Sure. Catching, 22 miles an hour. He was the He's fastest catch it. in the NFL back in November. Could still spread the field, but they also get the guys to go in the inside. Right. Like not only Travis Kelsey in the middle, that's the cover too. That's what kills right. it. The catching the football in the interior because it leaves open the middle because there's yeah. two safeties on the outside trying to keep the deep ball. But guys like Juju and guys like Travis Kelsey – can get that interior, get that middle. And then I think the screen game will be real prevalent. I think the Chiefs sure. will be heavy on that because you got receivers that are willing to go out there. Hell, send and Jones and, and Clyde on two different screens on either side. I just think it's a team with a little more attitude. You and I were talking about it last year in training camp with yeah. the Chiefs, those training camp specials. Is, is the revenge tour yeah. something I think you were calling yeah, it last yeah. year? I don't know what I'm going to call I it think this year. It's In a way, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Eh. Kind of the revenge tour. I, I mean, like it really got that way in the postseason because every team's a team that beat them. I don't know, man. This is year what? This is year five with Mahomes? I think this is the moving out year. But here's the thing. Like the Bengals, because you have to be able to readjust. Like mm-hmm. the Chiefs had to learn to readjust. Sure. Steve Young even talked about it. Teams are doing things differently. Chiefs found a way to readjust what they were doing. League adapted yeah. to the Chiefs. Chiefs adapted the to the league. Is, the Bengals, welcome, welcome to the club. Yep. They're going to be readjusting to you. Buffalo Bills are going to be readjusting to you. Why? Because you've proven that you're one of the best teams in the AFC. They yeah. have to get by you. Cream of the crop. So now you're not this team. Oh, that's cute. Just kind of like the Chiefs were in 19 where people, oh, look at the Chiefs. They're, they're you know, mm-hmm. world beaters now. That's so why you look at the Bengals, Joe Burrow and all that. Yeah. You know, you look at this team. Can they make the adjustments? That's a big thing on a lot of these teams as far as making the adjustments going forward. Coming up next, uh, something interesting uh, happened last night. I don't know about you, Christopher, but I do not like reward shows. I hate them. Absolutely hate them. But one thing I do like is violent award shows. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. 
And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You just got slapped. Welcome back to Bacon Night. Time to have a slap fest. Me, Dusty Likens, Chris Tenpenny. See the last man standing? I was showing Chris uh, before the show. I was showing him the competitions where people slap each other. Uh-huh. It's like on ESPN and everything else. You get to hold this deal and you get a slap. I don't know. It, I guess it's best to draw first because then you can technically knock the guy out if you want to. But some oh, of these guys uh, will stand it. But it's as simple there. You hold one hand on the thing. And, oh! Ooh. And then you slap each other. I don't like award shows, Dusty. I, I never have. And this is funny that I'm actually talking about something that happened in the Oscars because I shy away from award shows. I don't like uh-huh. I don't even like the ESPYs. I don't like any award shows. I just never have. But there's something about, you know, seeing the reaction on Twitter and everything. I had to check it out. Uh-huh. And I had to see what's going on. Because you don't see this, man. You don't see a guy coming up and smacking somebody um, whatsoever. And I know people have heard this. People have been talking about this no matter where you go. Uh, today, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. It all started with a joke gone wrong, and it pissed Will Smith off. I guess he was laughing at the joke, but then things turned different. Well, the thing that happened was, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. You took the- my name out your fucking mouth. Mm. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your. No! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. No, it was because you did get people to watch the Oscars that never even attempted to, to watch the Oscars and not even do that. And so people watch this stuff. I will say this. People are saying, well, is that real? Or fake? No, him cussing at the end shows you it's not real. Because he wouldn't have. Will Smith, that'd be out of character. That it's not for, fake. The guy's going to win the best actor award here in a minute. And he's throwing F-bombs around like crazy before it happens. And I can tell by his face. You've seen that face before when somebody's so angry. Mm-hmm. You see it on football field all the time when somebody's just so angry oh, yeah. like he was. But I'll give Chris Rock credit for this. Because you and I like watching fights and MMA and everything else. Mm-hmm. He took it, man. It reminded me of Rugnet Odor when he hit Batista. You know, people are talking mm-hmm. about what a great hit that was. There was a great hit. Knocked Batista, his glasses off. But Batista never hit the ground. No. Like, he, stay, he stayed up. Yeah. And had he continued the fight, it might have been a pretty damn good fight, to be honest with you. But he yeah. didn't do it. 
But Batista stood there and took it, uh-huh. and Chris Rock stood there and took it as well. It was a nice little slap fight. Now, I'm surprised he didn't go open fist or close fist. Excuse I me. think it's more degrading to get slapped, isn't it? They're spit on. Well, yeah. I mean, so my theory here is that, and it goes back to, like, I think 2016 or 2018 when Will didn't get a nod for his role in a movie that he did. Like, and, and Jada... Uh, decided not to go to the award show. She said, I'm going to sit this out, blah, blah, blah. And it was more so like, no, you just didn't get invited. (laughs) And Chris Rock made like a two-minute, you know, stand-up bit about it. Now, the thing that made me kind of sit back after I realized that this was real, I still don't understand the people that think it's fake. But if it is, then... I don't think he would cuss, first of all. Well, I just don't think he would get out of his seat and smack a man in the face. For what? Will Smith isn't irrelevant. Chris Rock isn't irrelevant. If they were irrelevant and it was like something they were trying to gain and trying to do something. Now, I will say this. The Oscars viewing spiked. I think everybody turned over because everyone knew what was coming next. Was, it was Sharknado, was, man. Was, the, was the, uh, the acceptance speech for best actor for King Richard, which he was great in. And then at the end of the night, he's over which, here. Which, by the way, this is totally in character. Yes. And, then he's, and that's what he said. He said, Richard Williams <laughs> was a passionate man. Or whatever he said. It and shows then, you the acting bleeds through to who you oh, are. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. And so then I started to think to myself, when do we ever have these situations where you're just sitting on your couch, you're watching whatever. I was actually watching the uh, Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Great, funny show. And got Danny McBride. You'd love it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all of a sudden I see Mahomes tweets eyeballs and says, was this real? And then I see somebody tweet, Wait a minute, Will Smith just smacked Chris Rock. So then, of course, I, I get Alex into Gold it. Tweeting. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then there's this Japanese uh, uh, show or air uh, program that has the whole thing unedited because the way that ABC did it was you saw Will go up there and hit him, and then it went quiet. And it just, like, edited all the volume because, obviously, he was in his seat cursing at Chris Rock. And I thought to myself, when did we see this before where, like, you've just been sitting there and Twitter broke. And, like, it wasn't even loading last night. Like, videos weren't loading. Everything was taking forever because everybody went to Twitter. And I thought to myself, okay, I remember when the llamas escaped the zoo and everybody was freaking out and there was a white llama and a black llama and they uh, met up in the in the field. And, there was like, and that was the same day. Classic video. That was the same day where the dress was either blue or it was, what, gold and yellow or it was black and blue or something like that. That broke Twitter as well. That was the same day as the llama thing and Twitter went nuts. The other thing that kind of reminded me of this was, sadly, but was the Kobe Bryant passing. Like, I remember just sitting on my bed, and I was, like, on my phone. All of a sudden, I was like, what's TMZ reports this story? And then everybody's, like, scrolling and refreshing to see if it's a more reliable source than TMZ, which is ironic because most of the time TMZ is pretty reliable when it comes to stuff like that. Then the third one I thought about, which is kind of a nerd homage to me, and maybe you guys have your own, Chris and Bink, but, like, the third one to me was the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Like, I read the book, so I knew when it was coming. I was like, okay, like, because when I read the book, and again, the books are very small print, very large page numbers between, like, one chapter to the other. I read it twice, and I was like, there's no way that just happened. And then it happened on the show, and I'm, like, waiting for it, and I'm waiting for it, and they set the scene up perfectly. And then I went to Twitter, and everyone was just, like, appalled and shocked, and, like, (laughs) it just sent everyone to one device. And I asked you guys, you know, is there something that sticks out maybe that you guys have seen on Twitter where you're just like, okay, this is where my focus went, and also this is where the entire world's focus went. 
Jay Southland Toast Service text line. Go ahead. What event yeah. would have broken Twitter, whether it's OJ Simpson, 9-11, maybe the Royals versus the Angels fight, the earthquake in 89. I mean, what was an event that stood out to you wish you could watch it real time, whether it's sports or anything else that could happen? I think two things come out of this. Though. Like if there was Twitter during these times? Twitter during it. Can you imagine Twitter during 9-11 and all this? I mean, oh. you'd be getting first-hand accounts and video. But I ask you this because I think it's two things. See where you come out on this. One, I watched whenever you watch award shows, big reason I don't watch them, people get insulted. Mm-hmm. But this is show, this somewhat actually react. Because how many times you sit there and watch it and cringe and think, what if that person went up there and punched him? Because I've thought of that before. Like, what if someone gets mad enough like to see him after the show mm-hmm. or whatever and get in their face? Hey, why'd you say this about me and stuff like that? But we actually saw it happen. And two, what's it do to comedians now? They're sitting there going, eh, do I need to be careful with the jokes I make? Because someone might well, come punch me. Like Will Smith did. Well, I mean, clearly, like, Will Smith was not in a good state of mind because he laughed at the joke. Yeah, I, I don't his, understand that. And then his wife looked at him and gave him, like, this face, and then it was like he got up there, he smacked him, he adjusted the belt, and walked back down. But, I mean, if Twitter was around, my my thing that would be if it was around during this time is the O.J. Uh, fleeing the police. I feel like Twitter would be all over that. 100%. You'd have somebody, like, in their it. car, like, recording like i'm on the highway right next like you'd see like you said first-hand accounts there'd be everybody chris you got one i'm kind of with you i'm with you on that the oj OJ, i'm I'm fascinated by the whole oj story i think something for me was the uh mayweather pacquiao fight in 14 that i did not care about boxing still don't care about boxing a lot because of how terrible that yeah was but that's all everyone could talk about it was everywhere and it was like no one knew who really how floyd fought i just that that was a traumatizing thing on twitter for me was experiencing how uh, boring Mayweather's yeah. fighting style is. And could you imagine if there was Twitter around when Tyson bit Holyfield's ear? Oh, man. That'd be another one. You get, like, crowd reactions and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's weird because the whole Nick Walinda, when he's walking across the Green Canyon, like, they didn't really need the advertising because people on Twitter are going, oh, my God, this guy's crossing the Green Canyon. <laughs> and watch or Sharknado, one of the stupidest movies you'll ever see, but everybody's talking about these flying sharks. And whether you think it's stupid or not, which it was, you probably tuned into it and say, what the hell is this Sharknado with sharks <laughs> flying around? Coming up next, we get the – send it in. Jay Southland, Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. What do you wish you could have watched in real time? Coming up next, Mach 2.0. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.